Welcome to season two of the Energy Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa, master biohacker and successful entrepreneur. In season one of the Energy Upgrade, you got to have a taste for my obsession in all things health, energy, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and biohacking, or how to take radical responsibility in living a life by design. As a certified health coach, integrated health practitioner, kinesiologist, and seasoned entrepreneur who built and sold a seven-figure business, I want to dive deeper in this season too. After healing myself from burnout, from my health falling apart, my hormones leaving my body, I'm here to share everything I wish someone had told me. Every day, I have the incredible opportunity to be mentoring women and supporting them in becoming true magnetic energy bombs. I'm helping them remember who they were all along. It's so powerful that I want to take you in on the journey, almost as if you were a fly on the wall. You'll find that I'm not your typical health coach and I'm not your typical business coach either. I'm somewhere in between with a lot of spirituality sprinkled in there. This podcast is a sacred place where I come and share with you things that will bring you a high return on investment because yes, I'm all about ROI. Life goes fast and if I can show you a shortcut or two, I'll have succeeded at bringing you value. Thank you for being here. Let's go. Your time is now. Your energy is your life force. You want to be able to magnetize your wildest dreams. A liver detox is the fastest way to start healing. You can and you will. Welcome back to another episode of the Energy Upgrade. This is your host, Vanessa Grutman. And today I'm so excited to have a conversation with someone I look up to, a savvy entrepreneur and a good friend, Dave Ruel. Now, in this conversation with Dave, I've asked him to come on the show because he's literally the expert of productivity. He's he's just so he has so much wisdom to share in that field. And I thought, let's let's just have a conversation to help women just be more productive because it tends to be something that we almost avoid, right? We know we need to be productive, but it's almost like we we don't give ourselves the tools or we don't even give ourselves the, the credit that we can be productive because the truth is if we're looking for more freedom, if we're looking to be more creative and have more financial abundance, well, we're going to need to start being a little bit more efficient with how we take care of ourselves in every single day, but how we take care of our schedule, how we take care of our relationships. And that starts with some structures, some organizations, some sort of productivity hacks. And that's exactly the conversation I had with Dave. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about him. As an entrepreneur, Dave founded and sold three multi-million dollar online companies in the field of health, fitness, and sports nutrition before the age of 40. So when I tell you he's a savvy entrepreneur, please listen to me. This is the truth. Also, he was really in the online space before it was on anyone's radar. So he's really, really a guru. Now, as an international speaker, best-selling author, and sought-after business coach, Dave's distinctive tools and systems are empowering entrepreneurs worldwide, helping them not just optimize their business game, but showing them how to play to win in both business and life. Dave lives on the East Coast of Canada with his wife, Karine, and their two daughters. 
And you have heard, and probably if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen Karine definitely because her and I have collaborated as well. And um, in this episode, we are actually are going to share how we all met um, me, my husband, Dave and Karine, because this was literally a um, it was like Dave says, random, but I don't I don't think it was random. I think this was pure serendipity. We were meant to to meet each other. And we've had just this beautiful relationship because our families value the same things. We are, um, we are, yeah, we're, we're very, very aligned on so many levels. So my friends, let's get productive, shall we? Let's learn how to get there. Um, I know that you will gain lots of wisdom in this episode, so don't skip it. Now, let's go. Dave, welcome to the Energy Upgrade. <laughs> hey, good to be here. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited to have this conversation because every time we get to yeah. have the chance to connect, it's always such a pleasure. So maybe we should start by giving context and sharing how we met. <laughs> it, it's the funniest thing, eh? Like it's it the most random, the most random we met in the most random way. So maybe maybe you want to start like because I well I can I can say it. So it's um. <laughs> I was speaking at Dr. Stephen Cabral's event. That was, when was that? November 2022. 2022. And Stephen is a good friend of mine. And uh, and yeah, he asked me to speak at his event, talk about productivity and and integrating that into, into your business. And um, so obviously I'm French Canadian. And one of the first questions that I ask when I'm in the US, that's, is there, are there any Canadians in the audience? So there was like, I think three. And and then I ask, are there any French Canadians in the audience? And you uh I, I was the only you, one. Yeah, the only person. So obviously we be, we met and we became friends. And next thing you know, Karine was with me on that trip. And you met Karine, you met with her, you guys became friends somehow. Uh you hired Corinne for uh for your business on, on the coaching side. Corinne hired you for uh her, her health. And there you go. So it felt like a it, it was super random, but it led to but not, great uh, great right? friendship. Yeah. It's like, crazy. I think Amazing. I think this is um serendipity. Like we were mm -hmm. Yeah, this was meant to be. So it was meant to be. Yeah. And so, yes, I joined um, your coaching container and you started helping me with some of my launches and really pushing me. So yeah. that was early last year, end of 2022. And, and yeah. since it's been it's been pretty amazing. So I yeah, thought it was good time. Like, you know, that was during your exit during uh, when you were finalizing your exit from your first business. And then going into coaching and like, yeah, timing was great. And current, same thing. She wanted to put her health, prioritize her health. So it was, it was a good, good fit. And by the way, and then, and then hold on a year later, after you, you came with us, you were coach of the year in our organization. So in, in our, our, our business. So, uh, Academia did coach of the year, Vanessa, <laughs> congratulations. This was, um, yeah, this was such a surprise. Thank you so much. But seriously, you guys are really precious humans. And I keep telling you both, but um, I wanted to bring you on today because you have taught me so much about productivity and efficiency. And the, the truth is it's, and you know, on this podcast, mostly women are listening. And the truth is we tend to, 
we, yeah, there's something sticky about that. Like, it's like we tend to almost avoid it or not really, but yeah. it's so, so important when you want to level up, whether it's, it's in your personal life and your relationship or in your business. And you have built this method, um, the EFIC method that is, that really works. And now I love that you came in, um, my program to teach also women entrepreneurs to be like, okay, guys, like yep. it's, it's time. Like we have to start putting structure here. So I thought, let's just have a conversation about productivity. Like if we want to raise the bar in 2024, where do we start? Dave, where yeah. do we start? <laughs> that, that's, that, that's a productivity is a vast topic, but, mm -hmm. and you're right. Most entrepreneurs, because that's the thing. Most entrepreneurs go in business for one thing and that thing is freedom right and there's mm -hmm. different sides to to freedom so obviously we want freedom of time we want to do things when we want all right then there's creative freedom freedom of creation so we want to work on the things that we want so basically we want to work on what we want when we want but there's also the financial freedom piece we want to be paid for it right but in the process because we're so attracted to that freedom we mix up the fact that freedom we think that freedom doesn't require structure. We think that freedom is actually doing whatever, whenever. And it really is not. You know, it needs to, there's a point of in time where you need to apply strategy in that business, whether it's with marketing, whether it's with sales, but also you're managing your time, your energy, and your attention. So when I, because I, I mean, I've been, I've been building online businesses since 2007. So I'm like, I'm a dinosaur in the online space, but I, I sold three businesses and in 27, 20, early 2017, I finalized the exit of my third one. Um, I started coaching uh, officially like in 2017, like full-time. So speaking and, and coaching. And when I started coaching, I was coaching mostly on, on growth strategies when it comes to marketing, uh, sales, online presence, et cetera, and, and structure. But I, I totally, what I, I didn't realize was the need for structure for entrepreneurs. And there was not a whole lot at the time available for entrepreneurs. So this is, and I had built my own structure. So this is when I, I, I took my own structure that I had built for myself, I was using for myself and with my team and started teaching it to my students. And they started like actually really enjoying it because the results were coming in faster. What I was teaching, they were actually implementing, uh, implementing and implementing faster with a great rate of success. I was like, okay, whoa. So it's it's not just for me, it's for everyone else. So I've built, and there was no name for that methodology, all right, at that time. So I, okay, I got to name it and let's let's build trainings. So that's what we did. Started, uh, we named it EFIC. So EFIC is short for efficiency, but also efficacy. So effic efficiency is pretty much the ability to create, uh, to use the least amount of resources in the process of creating something. And, and efficacy is the ability to create the desired uh, or intended result or outcome. So it, it fits, you know, we want to create the right thing and we want to do it without burning out. We want to create you know, a nice pace for us, whatever it looks like. So I, we launched the methodology follow, followed by a uh, planner. So we have planners now available for, uh, we've been available since 2017 for uh, 2018 for entrepreneurs. And then the, the methodology became very popular. 
Uh, we had coaches reaching out on how can I teach it to others. We launched a certification program, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a staple, you know, in in uh, in in our world anyway when it comes to teaching entrepreneurship. Um, you know, back to your 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 question, really on how to start. It's really so this one acknowledge that there's a business is not. It's not a hobby, all right. Yeah. It's a business. You need, to, you need to be organized. You need to be to be to, to plan it. You need to plan your freedom. You need to have rules for yourselves. And I always use the analogy, the gym analogy. And basically, that methodology is based of my sports performance background because my first three businesses were in the health and fitness space. Um, think about the first time you went to the gym. Right, you probably went there, had no idea what you were doing, had no structure, started working out, and then you realize that, oh, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not seeing the results that a lot of people have. Like, now I need structure, so now you look, okay, there's actually a structure to my workouts. I need to do things on Monday, I need to do things on Tuesday, I need to do things on, 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 thir on Wednesday. I mean, there's a structure to your workouts, then there's a plan for your diet. Then there's obviously the goals that you need to set for yourselves. Do I need, where do I want to be in, in, in 12 months? Okay. I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. So now we're going to start with the first 90 days. What are we going to do? Okay. We're going to start working on your calories. We're going to work on a small calorie deficit. We're going to get you in better shape. We're going to get you in better cardiovascular shape. We're going to get you a little bit more muscle so you can work out a little bit harder. Right. So the goal, the first 90 days is geared towards the, the goals that you set for yourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and that structure over time pays off, right? It's not, it's not like a magic pill. It just working the muscle of discipline and consistency that pays off. And that's the same thing here with that, that methodology. Mm -hmm. So essentially what you're saying is it's one thing to have a big goal. Mm -hmm which is the end point. But what you do with Epic is you bring it back to 90 days. So quarter and, and then you break it, you break it up even further. Do you want to talk about the big rocks, the small rocks and the sand maybe? Cause yeah, that, yeah. that was 100%. for me and I'm very visual. So for me, it was so mm -hmm. helpful to understand that and it made so much sense. Yeah. So it's actually funny because the main thing for us, it's, it's alignment, right? Do you align your actions with really what, what you want out of your business, right? And especially the goals that you set uh, on, on, on the long term, but also on the medium and short term. So the rocks is a way, so the, the rocks uh, is a way to, for us to manage the workload and the projects uh, in, in the business. So I didn't come up with that, that, that analogy. Obviously, Dr. Stephen Covey, uh, popularized it. Uh, it's called the pickle jar theory, but it's pretty much on the on the premise that you have when you have big rocks, small rocks, and sand. If you put if you prioritize the small things first, it's going to create a layer at at the bottom of your bucket, and then you're going to tend to bigger tasks. So little bigger tasks. So the small rocks is going to create another layer, and then what you're going to notice is that the big rocks then there's going to, there's not going to be enough enough space for the big rocks. But if you do the opposite. When you're very clear on what your milestones are, what your objectives, what your results are, and you put that first in your bucket. From there, you attach, you attend the uh, the small rocks. So you attach to each big rock 
a certain number of small rocks. Mm -hmm. So what happens in the bucket, like visually, you probably saw that. You can type it like pickle jar theory on YouTube. You're going to see mm -hmm. the pathology. But the, the small rocks are going to go in, in, in the crevices, in the small hole, in the holes between, between the big rocks. And then when you pour in the sand, it's going to fill all the little gaps between the big rocks and the small rocks. And then what, what's going to happen is that you're going to have a perfectly filled bucket, but also space in that bucket. And that space piece is super important because in business, space is what, what brings a, a competitive advantage. You know, speed, it brings you speed. When you have more space, well, you can have more space for yourself, but also more space to actually create, innovate, do other things. Yeah. 100%. So it's, um, that's, that's the analogy. Uh, and when I, I remember the first time that I, I saw Dr. Covey do this, 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 this analogy with actually the, the big rocks, small rocks, the sand, I was like, this is exactly the way I would structure a workout. You know, you set up your big goals, you understand them. And from there, you know, you're like, okay, now I'm going to create a program. And in that program on Monday, you're going to have, you know, bench press and you're going to have this and that and Tuesday you're going to do this and Monday you're going to do legs and etc and each day you attach a certain number of exercises and each exercise has a movement that needs to be performed in order to perform it well yeah. that's the exact same I was like okay it makes total sense I could relate it to my my context at that at that point and I've built my work methodology so the, the, my workload methodology based on that so we start testing really okay how much can how much can i lift you know that was the thing how much work can i lift so now it it was applying that work realizing that okay i have if i have too many buckets that doesn't work so we boiled it down to really we found the most effective way to for a person for an entrepreneur to really carry a workload that is manageable it's with a maximum of 3 buckets and the 3 buckets each have four big rocks so four for um, uh, milestones, okay, like key steps that you need to accomplish in order for for this bucket to be uh, to be executed. Then for each big rock, you attach a maximum of five small rocks, and each small rock then has sand. You can break it down, be very granular, but we don't focus that much on the sand piece because we don't want entrepreneurs to focus on all the small details. Because here's the thing: when you focus on small details. What happens is you start procrastinating. Like, you know, the, the the problem with people who call themselves perfectionists. Perfectionist, exactly. Yeah. What yes. it is, it's just it's just insecurity in these guys. And you're gonna lose yourself in the in the sand. You're not gonna execute. So you can do it. There's a place for it in the planners, but it's the last thing that you do. Like you pretty much planned it the day before. Yeah. It's so important what you're bringing up because that is as we know, the number one problem with entrepreneurs is when fears start coming up. And that's usually mm -hmm. when you focus on the tiniest details that actually don't even matter that much. Nope. So it helped me. I remember uh, when we started working together, you asked me, okay, what is your big vision? Like your 12 months goal. And then how do we bring that back to, okay, what is what are the aligned actions you need to take in the next three months to make it happen? Um, and I remember just feeling like, okay, you know, this 12 month goal felt really overwhelming out of reach. And then suddenly yep. when you bring it down to three months, it's, it becomes really clear. Okay, well, I'm going to launch my podcast. I'm going to do my first event. I'm going to do, you know, and then, okay, so if I want to launch my podcast, what do I need? Okay. I need to write my first mm -hmm. 50 episodes. Then I need to do this and do that. 
And then you realize that actually, if you decide to take action on one of these rocks every single day, the first thing you know, it, I launched my podcast in two weeks. Yep. Yeah, big I remember Shireen was like, okay, what's the date? Um, And we decided on the day, I yep. think it was Valentine's Day, like February 14. And I was like, well, that's in two weeks. She's like, yep. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and that's a cool piece. The cool thing that you built it. It's done, and then you set up a process, what we call routines, to to manage it. And that's what you did. And next thing you know, how many episodes you got now on the podcast? So we're, yeah, like we're up like 55-ish. Yeah. Boom, 55 episodes later, right? It's, it's, think about it. It's, it's simple, but if you, if you hadn't like focused on the, on the one thing, they would have never gone out. Oh no, right. I it probably, I would have been thinking about it for six months and like toying yeah. with like, oh, but like what picture do I want to <laughs> use for the cover and what color and what name and then, and then, and then, um, so I, I really love to use, um, this method still to this day, especially when there's like a project that feels like a big mountain. Yeah. And then first thing you know, is you're moving the needle every single day and you're taking aligned action and that actually feels good. And, and you learn about yourself in the process. That's the thing. I always say like, you know, I, at first it's funny because every single entrepreneur will start with three full buckets. And then you realize that, oh gosh, that's a little bit heavy to mm -hmm. carry. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to cut down or realize that, okay, one bucket that I, what I thought was one bucket is actually three buckets. And then you start to understand like the workload. You start to understand how you operate. You start to understand that, you know, a project that you thought was a lot lighter is actually pretty heavy. And it's the same thing with, with, with working out. You start, you think you can lift whatever weight you try, you fail and you're like, okay, I got to adjust. And after a while, when you do that for a year, two years, three years, it becomes like you don't even you know what you need what you can lift and cannot lift. Yeah, you know what you can take on. You know that when you're tired, when you're not gonna go at, you're gonna not gonna do a one rep max. Well, it's the same thing here. It's like you need you understand that with how you feel at the moment. You know, sometimes you can be busier. You can be uh, uh, you can be more stressed. I mean, with women and we Karen works on it a lot with her clients. Is that you have your menstrual cycle to take into effect. Mm -hmm. That, that, yeah. that you take into account. So a guy doesn't have that. A woman needs to take that into account when she uh, when she works. And there's weeks where she's going to be more productive. There's weeks where she's going to need to lighten the load a little bit. Yeah. And that's normal. But that's part of the self-awareness process that comes with working like that. And again, it's exactly like working out, right? When, when you're on your, uh, when you, you have your period, you're probably not going to hit some, no. personal best at the gym right and it'll look more like yoga and and flow exactly. and, and yeah exactly yeah. yeah different 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 beat different pace exactly mm -hmm. i want to go back to something you said at the very beginning because it's so true like the three reasons why people want to dive into entrepreneurship which is freedom of time freedom of creation and and financial freedom i guess or abundance Yep. So this brings me to talk about, okay, it's one great thing to know what your buckets are and to know what your focus is for the next three months. And it's, it's great to put it in your planner. Then you have to actually do it. And that's where the schedule comes in. And that's, yep. I find that actually freedom of time and freedom of creation 
depends yeah. on your schedule. hundred percent. Because that's the thing, you know, when I said about like understanding like how to prioritize properly with the big rocks, small rocks in the sand. And the fact that the fact that you would prioritize things properly will create space in your schedule. And then you can allocate this space to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But again, I always say it needs to be aligned. Uh, we, we call actually this space in your schedule. We call that uh, in my in my book, Done by Noon, we call that air. Aligned investment of resources. So your time, your energy, your attention. How do you want to allocate that time, right? For some people, it could be, I want to work more because I want to build a bigger business for whatever reason. I mean, and some people, it's like, no, I just want to work less because I want to spend more time with, time with my kids or I want to play pickleball more. I mean, I don't know. You know, it, whatever floats your boat. So that's why it's super important when I talked about alignment is that it's super important to always have a, a visual of that alignment, a visual of what does that look like? What does your dream life look like? What do you want really, right? And and from there, you reverse engineer. And we there's a big an exercise. You've done that exercise, I think, before the big the, the big picture exercise. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's an exercise that we give to our, our clients that, the goal is to paint the perfect day. How do you picture yourself on your best day? Like, what does that look like when you achieved what you wanted, when you're at the top of the mountain? What does that look like? And you people write it down. And from there, like, okay, cool. So based on that, based on that vision, what would you like to see a reality within the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. So now we start writing down uh, five things see, that, that we want to see become a reality. And the cool thing by working quarterly is that every quarter, every 90 days, there's always 12 months. Then there's the next 12 months. It's okay, always being pushed. That. Yes. It's being pushed. Exactly. It's not like we all work with a calendar year where on January 1st, we do our, our, uh, our goals, our resolutions, and then like we evaluate that on December 31st, although it's perfectly fine to do so. But with this methodology, it's really understanding that as I walk, as I progress, in my on my path, I'm going to gain perspective, and that perspective might make things do things evolve, make things evolve. Like my my annual guideline, some things might have been might be done, but some things might change, and that's perfectly fine. Obviously, like that's how we coach people is that not all the five things should change in a matter of ninety days, right? Most of your annual guideline will stay mm -hmm. mostly the same thing, but it's fine to realign because you realize that, okay, I, I drifted a little bit. Now let's get back to the to a straighter path, like a more direct line. Because the, the, the quickest way to go somewhere is always on a straight in a straight yeah. line. Right. I like and that because it's it's um it actually gives space to be like, okay, things can actually might move faster. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I, I remember when I did that exercise, I had put I would love to do my to have to reach two hundred and fifty thousand as revenue in my first year. Like that was my goal. And like six months later, I'm like, oh, yeah. done, I'm check. I'm there already. Okay. Yep. So then, what's next? Yeah. And that that's super motivating, right? To be like, I I actually don't want status quo. So let's like it's a moving target. Yeah. We keep going. Because you gain perspective, and you know, that's such a good lesson. Because here's the thing. The, the, even the big picture, 
like more than often, what I realize with my with our clients is that their big picture when they first do it is just a little bit more, or let's say double or triple of what they're doing now. Because it's, it's not based even that on, big. Yeah. No, because it's based on what they know. Exactly. And when you open yourselves to to dreaming really big and understanding that I have absolutely no idea how I'm gonna do that, but that's what I want. Perfect. Let's figure out a way. Let's figure it out, right? Uh, who says that? I think Mary Folio says that, right? Everything's figureoutable. It is. Like you just figure it out on how to do so. And now it's perfect because we talked about gaining perspective. See, for you, that's what you did in your first six months. Like, oh, shoot. Okay, that's, that's, that, that looks different than I thought. And I reached that goal. And I was not dreaming or, or seeing big enough. Mm -hmm. And then you realigned. And it's perfectly fine to do so. And it's perfectly fine to rewrite your big picture as well. We do that every year with Corinne. Like we actually, it's funny because we do that all, every year. Uh, we, we rent a cottage or we go somewhere for two days. I think you did that with Phil this year too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, you know, going somewhere and we we uh, write down our, our big pictures individually, okay, on our own. And, and from there, share. and then we compare notes. We compare notes, right? And like, You're like, okay, okay well, I'm going to fly solo this year. For couples, especially for couples who work together, uh, it's super important because you need to be aligned on, you know, you need to be side by side on this, you know, and it's normal that some pieces of maybe the big vision might change, but this is when, you know, you okay, let's accommodate this or let's compromise on that so we can stay aligned. But overall, this is how, you know, like, okay, we're really aligned with where we want to go. So it works in business, but it also life. I mean, for me, life and business, it's, it's, it's one thing. It's the harmony that needs to happen. And that's what, you know, that allows you to, to, to do, you know, as far as alignment goes. Yeah. It's so important. Talk mm -hmm. to me about your schedule. Like what, what does a day in the life of Dave look like <laughs> or a week maybe would be better. Yeah. So, so, you know, here's the thing with, with your schedule. We have, uh, we have a, what we call the done by noon structure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because the, my book, it's called done by noon and and people think that oh you're done afternoon like you don't do anything that's not what it is the goal the thing is that if i if i told you that you only had until noon every day to work how would you structure your day so obviously figure there's things out a, a way to get yeah. shit done <laughs> well more than that there's things that you will need to keep that you would keep absolutely keep and there's things that will need to go or mm -hmm. things that you would need to delegate, outsource, automate, whatever. So this is more like where we're going with that. It's like, okay, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I give you that. So pretty much we boil it down to four, four types of tasks that every single entrepreneur will have on their schedule. The rocks that we talked about, uh, the routines. We talked about the routines, but the routine is pretty much like taking the key, uh, key tasks, key processes, recurring uh, things that happen in your business that are required for, for its well-being that need to be performed, um, put that into a process and understanding that you can only do so many yourself per day. That's the problem with entrepreneurs is that they do everything all the time. And things after, with growth, things need to be outsourced, automated, et cetera. So uh, the routines, then you have what we call the, the reactive tasks. So the reactive task is pretty much a byproduct of your activity. So things you didn't anticipate, but still happen. Mm -hmm. That's another problem for entrepreneurs that these things keep piling up because of the lack of structure. So now it's structuring so you have less of these tasks. They will always happen. Okay, let's yeah. uh, let's be real. 
like they will always happen, but you can control the amount of, of uh, you can control the reactivity, okay, in your it. business. That's a big thing. And, and then you have what we call the responsive task. So everything that has to do with interpersonal um, communication, so emails, uh, phone calls, meetings, et cetera. So we have different frameworks to, to optimize that. Um, and yeah, so we work on that. And based on that, that's how I, I structure my schedule. My schedule changes based on my context. So for example, like when my daughters were were, were little, uh, well, this, they're 10 and five now, but it was a different schedule than now that, you know, they're more autonomous, let's yeah. say. They go so, to school. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, exactly. So I changed that. Um, in As a general rule, my schedule is super boring right now. So uh, I wake up at 5.30, I go to the gym every morning, 5.37. Uh, I come back, usually at seven, the kids are up, cook them breakfast, prepare them for school, drive them to school. I actually drive them to school every morning because they, the school is literally like five minutes from home. So it's perfect. So I get to do that, then come home, uh, get ready. My work day usually starts around 8.30 or nine, depending. Um, and from there every day, uh, so every day what I want to do is work on my rocks, okay, for at least 60 to 90 minutes. So there's a, you know, a block of time every day that's that's allocated to that on my project. So the thing that I want to ensure with this is that there's always progression. Yes, that it, you're moving the needle every day. Yeah. Every day, every day. Then there's key processes that keep changing because obviously as the business grows and things change and context change, uh, these, these change, but it could be like, you know, let's say as the business grows, for example, this is where you have to get more, I would say higher level tasks, right? So, uh, things like, you know, checking the KPIs, you know, the financials meeting with your, uh, mm -hmm. your CFO, if you have one, things like that. All right. I, I do, uh, routine, I keep some routines as well. That could be weird or that'd be like, okay, well, that's not very leveraged, but then have a big impact in my business. It's always will. It's all about connecting with others. So whether it's customers, um, partners, affiliates, et cetera, um, I always, or, or, or peers or, or, or business contacts, always spend time every week to connect with people. Okay. That's the big that. thing. Yeah. It, it's been the main biggest driver in my business for the past, for the past 17 years. And it's the connections that you make and how you, well, you entertain that. So writing a handwritten note to someone every week, I try to do it at least once, like at least one week, two, three sometimes, right? But it piles up. So at the end of the year, you have, I don't know, 100, 120 handwritten notes sent. Wow. Like, so you send that to, you know, partners, clients, yes. future prospects? Yes. Wow. Yeah. No, prospects, it, de it depends. It depends on how the prospect, like, you know, what type of relationship I have with that prospect, et cetera. But I kept like great business relationships with my clients who like with clients, past clients, even like colleagues who then became clients or whatever. I mean, it's just good practice and, and, and it paid. I mean, think about it. If it's 120 cars that I rent that I sent, how many people like people don't receive anything in the mail, let alone hand A handwritten. Yes. By a man, excuse me. It's old school. But like, what do it, you even it, write about? <laughs> honestly, I don't even write about anything. It's just say, I'm I'm grateful to have you in my life. That's it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so wow. good. Thank you for and 
And I got that from one of my early mentors, Craig Valentine. Like I remember Craig, like every single, every Christmas and every, um, at my birthday every year, uh, used to send me a handwritten card. Still do, still does every year. Uh, John Goodman, one of my good friends as well, does that. Notorious for that as well. It's it's integrated in in his business, but it's it's sending random postcards. I receive random postcards from John, uh, like he's in I don't know a country. He was in Maine last time. It's like oh I'm eating lobsters. I thought about you. Hope you're well. <laughs> you know like wow. like that. But it's like hey. Now, I mean, John, beyond the fact that we're friends, but also on, from a business side, it just builds that trust. I love that. So I keep, anyway, like back to the routines, I keep that kind of stuff. Yes. You know, wow. it, it's it's the kind of things that, that I, one. I, this is so good. I love to do. It, it is. Like, honestly, I think everyone should steal this. I think this is the thing that we don't do enough and it paid off multiples. So for me, that hour of time is actually super valuable. Yeah. And, you know, look, recently you've opened a mastermind. You literally had two mm -hmm. posts to do and it filled up. You didn't have to do anything. Like you posted about it, sent a couple emails and like all the people that you had been connecting with, they were like, yes, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And like me, I'm hey. like, okay, I want to hire a coach for yeah. my husband. Okay. You're the one. So it, it helps you to stay top of mind and you never know where the next opportunity will come from. Right. Hundred percent. That's the thing because you build trust, uh, and but it needs to be from uh, like I do that because I love that. No, I love course. people. I love connecting. I, I I mean I I'm a massive extrovert. I love being with people. I love talking to people, and it, I mean when I I send voice notes to people. I send voice notes to people on my Instagram like mm. randomly, yeah. prospect, and it's not in a slimy way like oh yeah you should build my you should get my product. No, it's like hey. Welcome to my welcome to my world. You know, hope you're well. If I can be of service, let me know. Right? I love well, that. It's like that. You, you got to give a shit. Like honestly, like you, you got to give a shit. I don't know if it's clean show, Vanessa. I'm sorry. No, if no, I... that we're allowed to say this. We're yes. unapologetic here. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, perfect. There you go. So, yeah, but it, it, seriously, it needs to be embedded in your in your business model, and uh, yeah, that's what I think. And especially with the rise of AI. Mm -hmm. oh, like there's shoot. never been Big a better time, time to mm -hmm. just be have integrity and really care and want to yeah. service and help others like it's yeah. at the end of the day that's that's why we're doing what we're doing otherwise like you got to find something else. <laughs> That's why AI. So I'm a big fan of AI. I love what's being built with AI right now. I love where it's going. Um, I, I mean, I'm very positive about what it's going to do for, for human beings as far as productivity and, and, and work is usually actually the time that you're saving using AI. Like, look at how much time you're saving with you just with chat GPT. Like it's insane. Like I save at least two, three, four hours a week with chat GPT now. So this, the two, three, four hours a week, I'm going to invest it into actually injecting more humanity in my business, right? If you do that, it's it's AI at the service of humanity. It's perfect. So, but anyway, let's let's go back quickly to what we do. So the routines, um, there's, there's uh, two small windows for reactive. So one for reactive tasks, okay? So uh, usually it's 30 minutes. All right. So I try to keep it within 30 minutes. Well, uh, and buyers to put out. Yeah. But just like byproducts of, of daily activities, you know, things, okay. not necessarily a fire, but something that happens. Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you sign that document? Can you, yeah, whatever yeah, okay. it, 
right? And then uh, any communication as well. So emails, et cetera, I try to keep a limited amount. Depending on the season, sometimes I have two uh, of these routines per day, one in the morning, one in the evening, just to keep in, uh, keep in track. If I see, for example, that uh, there, were, there were times where I had, you know, an, uh, an executive assistant working with me on my emails. Uh, right now with like what we're doing, uh, with the academy, like obviously there's less volume of emails or anything. Like that. I mean, when I was, I was, I was running, I was CEO of Bioptimize, which is my third company. There was a ton of email. I mean, there was not a single day where I was not receiving at least, you know, 150, 200 emails. So, you know, it needs to be, you need help with that. So, but the, the way to do that is one, optimize how you uh, manage your, how you manage your, your inbox. And then uh, limit the number of time, like your, your time, your time slot. That's it. And the rest, it's all for uh, for speed. So mostly, it's working on projects to get them out faster. Um, spend quite a bit of time actually creating because I love creating. So obviously, creating marketing, but also creating uh, new new frameworks, new structures, mm -hmm. new uh, new uh, models for our clients that we want to serve. So innovating within our delivery, but also innovating with our marketing. Uh, I keep some time for, for sales as well. Still does some sales, not a whole lot, but I still do. Uh, I make them count. So again, it's mostly like sales that come from what I do, like, you know, people that come request a meeting, for example, based on, on the routines that I do, like mm -hmm. um, call that H2H, -H, human to human stuff. Um, and there you go. And usually at five, there's a hard stop. Uh, sometimes it's before. Uh, and from there, I, I it's just pure family time. So my my calendar is super boring that way. Where you know I I it's you know you go to escape the nine to five, but I have a nine to five schedule from Monday to Friday. My weekends are off, so I don't work weekends now because obviously the, the girls have a, a ice skating on on. I'm there for every single one of their practice. That's the thing, you know. I I didn't want it to be like my dad who never was never at my basketball and hockey practice or anything like that like i'm going to be a different dad i'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be present so i'm there every single day every single weekend um so i spend pretty much my time in an arena on weekends i play hockey as well in the, in the rec league and uh so i, I play there too. so i spend my weekends on in an arena here in new brunswick yeah you know really both of you you are spectacular humans you have your your values are so strong your family first and you're actually walking the talk so that speaks volume about this method <laughs> clearly it works because you guys are like um you know really contributing to this world adding value but at the same time you're not compromising your personal life and your lifestyle so that's awesome thank you Never. for sharing all of your your tips and tricks and and gifts, really. This was such You're a welcome. powerful conversation. And I will always remember that Dave Morel was the one who introduced me to ChatGPT. That's you true. You were the first one That's who right. brought that to my attention. So you will mm -hmm. always, that connection will always be there. And I remember That's you true. you said it in French for the first time and you're like, that doesn't sound very good. They should have thought yeah. about that. For, for, for non-French speakers, so uh, chat GPT, you can just translate it by cat, I just farted. Yes. <laughs> Phonetically, that's what it means. It's terrible, buddy.
it's hilarious. In French, it sounds like that. And it's like, yeah. I remember you said it and you're like, that didn't sound really good out loud. <laughs> and that was the first time I think that I was singing out loud in, in French. French. I was like, oh, that, that sounds weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I love yeah. also your perspective on AI and um, how to utilize it instead of like looking at it as it's the, the worst thing in the world. Let's, oh, let's just make yeah. use of it um, so that we can create even bigger, bolder things in this world, you know? You don't want to be like your grandmother when the internet was uh came along okay i'm gonna be a fad i gotta still send faxes no <laughs> hey come on like embrace it it's the greatest breakthrough in technology in the history of mankind well guess what i think ai is, is even bigger than the internet we just don't know it yet it's going to be bigger and in my opinion it's going to be a game changer for a lot of things going to change the way we do things. Um, so being afraid of AI is worthless because AI is there and it's there to stay. So now embrace it. Be you still time to be an early adopter, obviously. But the future, I think, belongs to those who embrace AI, period, period. While being anchored in your values of human oh, to human. That's why you're not frazzled by it because you know you have integrity. You're connecting with humans. You know, like that's not going to come and compete with you. There's no way. But, but it, it, that's the thing. And you know, it goes back to what I was saying about work-life harmony, right? I don't believe exactly. in work-life balance because I don't think work and life are contradicting forces. I think work and life work together, especially for entrepreneurs, especially yes. as, 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 as a dance, right? It's the yin and the yang. And, you know, when you're in your personal life, when you're you know doing stuff in your personal life, well, business is always going to be there in the back of your mind. You're an entrepreneur, you know, you, you just don't switch off just like that. And the same thing with business. If you have something that's not going well at work, uh, in your personal life, I mean, uh, it's going it, to, it's going to have like consequences in your, in your in your professional life so mm -hmm. you know it's not a balance it's a harmony and the thing is to learn how to dance with that yeah amen mm -hmm. dave where can we find you the people that want to find your book and the epic planner where can they find yeah. you so uh, you can go on epic.co e-f-f-i-c.co so that that's for the the epic website uh, you can check Dave Ruel, D-A-V-E-R-U-E-L.com. Uh, Instagram, mostly where I spend my, my time on social media. So at Dave Ruel, simple as that. Uh, most of my content now is in French, but there's still some stuff in English. And uh, yeah, go check it out. And uh, let's be friends and say hi. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was such a fun conversation. And uh, I can't wait to see you on the internet <laughs> oh, we'll see you soon i feel like we see each other all the time lately so yes love it okay take care yeah. bye the information shared on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't provide any medical advice vanessa grutman does not cure diagnose or treat disease please consult your physician before trying any new protocol or product